Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States opinion syllabus in SAS Institute Incorporated versus Yanku, Director of United States Patent and Trademark Office. Certiori to the United States Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit. Argued November 27, 2017. Decided April 24, 2018. Inter partes review allows private parties to challenge previously issued patent claims in an adversarial process before the patent office. At the outset, a party must file a petition to institute review, 35 U.S.C. 311A, that identifies the challenged claims and the grounds for challenge within the, with particularity, 312A3. The patent owner, in turn, may file a response, 313. If the director of the patent office determines there is a reasonable likelihood that the petitioner will prevail with respect to at least one of the claims challenged in the petition, 314A, he decides whether to institute review pursuant to the petition. 314B, if review is instituted and not dismissed at the end of the litigation, the patent trial and appeal board shall issue a final written decision with respect to the patentability of any patent claim challenged by the petitioner. 318A. Petitioner, SAS, sought review of Respondent Com Compliance Soft's software patent, alleging that all 16 of the patent claims were unpatentable, relying on a patent office regulation recognizing a power of partial institution, 37 CFR 42108A, the director instituted review on some of the claims and denied review on the rest. The board's final decision addressed only the claims on which the director had instituted review. On appeal, the Federal Circuit rejected SAS's argument that 318A required the board to decide the patentability of every claim challenged in the petition. Reversed and remanded. The Supreme Court held when the Patent Office institutes an inter partes review, it must decide the patentability of all the claims that the petitioner has challenged. The plain text of 318A resolves this case. Its directive is both mandatory and comprehensive. The word shall generally imposes a non-discretionary duty, and the word any ordinarily implies every member of a group. Thus, 318A means that the board must address every claim the petitioner has challenged. The director's partial institution power appears nowhere in the statutory text, and both the text and context strongly counsel against inferring such a power. The statute envisions an inter partes review guided by the initial petition, see 312A3. Congress structured the process such that the petitioner, not the director, defines the proceedings contours. The ex parte reexamination statute shows that Congress knew exactly how to authorize the director to investigate patentability questions on his own initiative and at any time. 303A. The inter partes review statute indicates that the director's decision whether to institute review pursuant to the petition is a yes or no choice, 314b. 
Section 314A's requirement that the director find a reasonable likelihood that the petitioner will prevail on at least one of the claims challenged in the petition suggests, if anything, a regime where reasonable prospect of success on a single claim justifies review of them all. Again, if Congress had wanted to adopt the director's claim-by-claim -claim approach, it knew how to do so. C-304. Nor does it follow that because 314A invests the director with discretion on the question of whether to institute review, it also invests him with discretion regarding what claims that review will encompass. The rest of the statute confirms. Two, that the petitioner, petitioner's petition, not the director's discretion, should guide the life of the litigation. C-316-A-8. The director suggests that the textual discrepancy between 314A, which addresses whether to institute review based on claims found in the petition, and 318A, which addresses the board's final resolution of the claims challenged by the petitioner, means that the director enjoys the power to institute a review covering fewer than all of the claims challenged in the petition. However, the statute's winnowing mechanism, which allows a patent owner to concede one or part of a petitioner's challenge and cancel any challenged patent claim, 316D1A, fully explains why Congress adopted the slightly different language. The director's policy argument that partial institution is efficient because it permits the board to focus on the most promising challenges and avoid spending time and resources on others is properly addressed to Congress, not this court. And the director's asserted partial institution power, which is wholly unmentioned in the statute, is not entitled to deference under Chevron. Finally, notwithstanding 314D, which make the director's determination whether to institute an inter partes review final and non-appealable, judicial review remains available consistent with the Administrative Procedure Act to ensure that the Patent Office does not exceed its statutory bounds. See Kuzo Speed Technologies versus Lee. Reversed and remanded. Justice Gorsuch delivered the opinion of the court, in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Kennedy, Thomas, and Alito joined. Justice Ginsburg filed a dissenting opinion, in which Justices Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan joined. Justice Breyer filed a dissenting opinion, in which Justices Ginsburg and Sotomayor joined, and in which Kagan joined except to Part 3A. Thank you for listening.